Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. In each episode, we will sit down with a guest and talk about news and events related to the sport and hobby of pinball. Here are your hosts, Lauren Gray and Rebecca Salem. Welcome everyone to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. I'm so excited to be here, Rebecca. How you been, girl? Girl, I am so excited to be here. I am the next, like... Three months are going to be insane, and I am here for it. I am so excited. I'm ready. It's going to be like, uh, w- there's like wet, hot American summer and stuff, and it's like, nah, it's pinball summer. We're here oh for pinball God, I summer. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, girl, we're not going to have hot girl summer. We're going to have pinball girl summer. It's going to be amazing. I I'm love so it. ready. I am also so ready. It. We are, pinball season is upon us, and we are here for it, but as we are going to be talking about Pinball Girl Summer and all the cool pinball news and all these things going on, we have an amazing guest. You have heard her on the show before. She was featured in the Houston Arcade Expo episode. Uh, she is a super cool chick, and she has got some amazing news that we're going to talk about later in the show. She is a, a great friend of Rebecca's and mine, and she has the best energy, and I'm just so excited she is going to come on the show and talk with us today. Please help me welcome from Austin, Texas, Taylor Bancroft. Yay! Hi. Austin, Texas for now. For now. For and we'll- now. Well, she'll be forever an Austinite in our hearts. Thank you for the warm welcome into your space. Every every time someone talks about me, my palms get kind of sweaty. So it's but it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Thank it's, you. It's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm also super excited. I have swamp hands, so it's it's okay. Yes. Oh yeah, constantly you gotta bring that powder, right? Like yes. when you're, you gotta wear cargo pants. Yes. Just forever wiping my hands on my pants. Yeah. yeah. It is her journey. It's and we understand. Everybody has their thing. Like if I play for a while, my hands do get sweaty. Like I'm like ah. But besides sweaty hands, uh, Taylor, <laughs> we are so excited you're on the show. We're going to talk about why uh, Taylor's packing her stuff up and moving from the great state of Texas. But for those of those who don't know you, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us your pinball origin story, kind of where you started out in pinball and where you're at today. Um, I love talking about my pinball origin story because. It's weird. <laughs> I so I went to college in Raleigh, North Carolina. Nice. And they have a great Bells and Chimes there. I was not a part of it there, but I really want to go check it out when I go back to visit sometime. But I finished up college and I graduated with a psychology degree and I was kind of like left with this choice of of do I I wanted to like go into maybe social work like Rebecca or maybe occupational <laughs> therapy and I was like well god master's programs are way too expensive for me personally um, so I panicked and I started bartending <laughs> and uh, I ended up moving to Portland Maine ooh cool and the bar that I bartended at was it was like this tiki bar slash restaurant thing and uh there's lots of staff so occasionally we'd get cut early and there was a bad cats machine in the corner of the restaurant i actually haven't heard this i did not know it was a bad cats it was a bad cats machine (sighs) until all day i just hear seafood and i loved it and i had never played before i didn't really understand that pinball machines had rules Uh, at all I was just like oh keep the ball alive and I started to play and there was like a lot of enthusiasts in the Portland area um, some of which you know bartended there so they started to teach me how to play and I just got obsessed like I would always want to be the first one to get cut from a shift so that I could go and play until two o'clock in the morning (laughs) 
Um, and so I got really into it and, um, my fee, my fiance now then just boyfriend at the time was like, he used to be a manager at Arcadia national bar, which is out in Portland, Maine. And it's a, amazing. They actually recently because of COVID moved locations and now their spot is way bigger. Um, I can't wait to check it out, but we would go there all the time. And he was like, there is this really awesome, like female non-binary pinball league you should try it. And there's like always that moment. I feel like for beginners, when you're like, I want to, but I don't know if I'm good enough for an organization or a group or to, or just like kind of nervous, you know, but I was like, but you know, whatever, I'll, I'll try it out. And I did. And it was like the first time ever where I stepped into a space and I was like, these are my people. These are my people. These are the people that I want to be around forever. Uh Like they're just the absolute best. They were like so enthusiastic about what they did, both in game, like, you know, teaching you how to play each game, um, supporting you through playing pinball and also just people wise. Like everyone was very interested in each other's like passions, what made them tick, what they were doing with their families or just, I don't know. I guess I felt very like a second home in that space. Um, which was great because I didn't really know that many people in Portland. And it just kind of like fueled my fire. And then right as League was about to start, COVID happened. Oh, no. So we were just kind of doing like some pin golf stuff um, and playing around. And and then COVID happened and we were like, oh, dang. So, yeah, that's how I started to get it and started to like get into pinball. And then luckily... Jess, Jessica Fournette, who runs the Portland Bells and Chimes, reached out to Tracy Abrams, who runs the Bells and Chimes here in Austin, Texas, and was like, hey, one of our Bells is moving and we'd love for you know you all to meet. And so it was such an easy transition going from Portland to Austin, where I also, once again, didn't know anybody. And I felt like I was immediately like in another little family, like a little another little open arm situation. It's one big pinball extended family, like your pin fam. No matter where you go, like even if you don't know the many that many people, you can bond over pinball. And I love that this is like the best yeah. story. I did not know your whole story. Aww. I'm like, oh, this is the best. It's <laughs> it, it's it's great because I I think pinball kind of it's it becomes something that you are so obsessed with because it's just amazing every part of it is amazing like the music that goes into making a machine like every creative choice that goes into making a machine the way it plays like all of it is so unique per machine machine too so you love it so much and to be around people who are also so obsessed with it is like a very comfortable thing especially for like if you have social anxiety and you don't know what to do if you're hanging out with someone and there's not much in common like you never have to worry about that with pinball folks yeah, no, because we will just talk about pinball. Teams. Yes. When yes. in doubt, talk about pinball. Yeah, exactly. Just bring it back to pinball. For sure. Taylor, what a wonderful story. And um, it has a new chapter because you are moving on to another adventure. But we're going to hold on to that story because we're going to talk about that after pinball news. Lots of pinball news, actually. We were kind of like, is there a lot of news? And then we just started like, oh, yeah, a lot of stuff has happened since our last episode with uh, Stephanie and uh, pinball puzzles. But first things first, uh, like we're going to talk TPF a little bit, but that's going to be at the end because it's probably the biggest piece of news. Um, But first of all, I want to talk about the Arabian Nights, Tales of the uh, the Arabian Nights 2.0. I'm very excited about this, Rebecca. Yeah. 
2.0 kits are like all the rage. Um, there is, I've been, I know that like Funhouse 2.0 happened and now people are starting to get them so we can watch some streams, watch some YouTube videos. And so Funhouse 2.0 has hit. And then lo and behold, there is now Totan 2.0, which I think is making its official debut at Texas Pinball Festival, so I am excited. I can't afford a Totan, um, so I can't afford it with a 2.0 kit, but I'd love to play it. I love to play it whenever I find it on location. It was one of the things I got reintroduced to but on the uh, Pinball Arcade app. It's, it's a game just I enjoy. It's probably, I know people are like Gaga for Theater of Magic, but it's probably my favorite like J-pop game, quite honestly. I just, I happen to, Totan is an awesome game. I prefer calling it Totan because Tales of the Arabian Nights is kind of just a mouthful. But it's a really fun game. And these 2.0 kits for our listeners who maybe are like, what the heck are they talking about? Essentially, this code, you know, was written in the 90s, early 2000s for some of these DMD games. And people are updating the code. So you can have new adventures and do new things. You're like, thank you so much. Um, It's kind of this idea of like, you know, breathing life into these games. And I just think it's really awesome. And, you know, these are games that'll be around forever if, if people are willing to update the code. So um, these 2.0 kits are really cool. We'll put a link in the show notes about them, but they're awesome. And I think it's so great. I don't like Funhouse, but, you know, I have feelings about that. Well, that's because it's terrifying. <laughs> it is terrifying. It's okay to not like Funhouse because it's terrifying. And it's okay. It's- that clown is creepy. So Yeah, Rudy is terrifying. Like, legitimately, he is the stuff of nightmares. He is the stuff of nightmares. That being said, like... You don't have to make eye contact and you can just like avert your gaze. I like to look him dead in the eye. Just <laughs> I'm just going to cut out like a picture of like somebody else and just put it on Rudy's face. Like some somebody cute yeah. and not like scary. Get like really aggressive. Like I'm going to hit you in the face, Rudy. Like, ah, I was going to say when in doubt, put googly eyes. But I think that's not yeah. going to help. I know. I don't. I think that just actually might make it worse. And yeah. I'm like, ah, no. But we'll put a link in the show notes about the 2.0 kits. I want to give a huge shout out to our friend Dan Spuller and the amazing people at Project Pinball and say congratulations slash keep an eye out, uh, listeners. The uh, Pinmobile, the van SUV that Dan cruises in across the country to help these amazing children and put pinball machines in hospitals, it needs some love. It's got several hundred thousand miles on it, like uh, hundreds of thousands of miles obviously, and they decided to do a Weird Al P3 sale. Two. There's two. There's two. So, okay, so they did, and it was this week, so we're in the week of March 15th at spring break, and they did one, and it sold out within a day, not even a whole day. Like, all the tickets, I think they only had, like, four Four hours. Four hours. 200, I would think it was 200 tickets, four hours, because I saw it, and I'm like, oh, well, that's so great. But I saw it in the afternoon. I click on it, and they're like, I've already reached, you know, max contribution. I'm like, wah, wah. But then the next day, I'm like, oh, look, they're doing another one. And then I click on it, wah, wah. Like, I'm like, dang it, this is the only way I'm going to get a P3 right now. I was like, I cannot afford one right now in my life. Um, but I was like, I already just bought a game. I was like, I just, I just bought you something. You did buy a you, game. And you bought a game, too. And we're going to talk about that here in a second. I, we bought a game. We've come through, like, two games. We added. Yeah. So. We have so many games, Lauren. <laughs> yeah. So, but 
keep an eye out. I don't know if they're going to do a third. I would be so excited if they did. Uh, I definitely would buy a ticket. It's a great way to support an amazing organization and an amazing guy. Uh, Project Pinball, personally, you know, listeners, you guys know, uh, locally San Antonio, Project Pinball really stepped in for us and helped uh, Gilbert Elijah with his battle with leukemia. He's doing great, by the way. But they really stepped in and helped our community. So I always want to give back to them because they're just a, an amazing organization. And Dan's such a, a great guy. I'm excited to see him next week at TPF. But uh, we'll put links in the show notes for Project Pinball. Hopefully they'll do a third. Hopefully I'll get a dang ticket. <laughs> but so speaking of... Speaking of Project Pinball and the Weird Al, I know, I know. But I do want to make sure we give a shout out to um, the distributor who donated, I think, the machines, which is... <laughs> Um, I know him in Discord, but it's uh, Wise Trailer Sales, and this is the most interesting website you've ever seen, by the way, because he distributes for P3, trailers, and also One Wheels. So I think that's like every interest we currently have in our home. (laughs) I I feel like that you hit the trifecta personally, Rebecca. I... I'm now incredibly fascinated. I did not know this facet of the story, but now uh, we will put that link in the show notes as well, listeners, uh, because I want to find out all about <laughs> all about this group. I couldn't wait. I, I went on it right now. Yeah, <laughs> wise trailer amazing. sales, you guys. Wise trailer sales. We'll put a link in the show notes. So I was just saying, I'm like, man, that's a super like diverse thing, like diverse things to sell. Like you distribute pinball machines, you sell one wheels, and you sell trailers. Like that's awesome. I it tickles my ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. But we will put links in the show notes. Go support. Thank you so much for the donation. Um, That's so amazing. Rebecca and I bought pinball machines independently of each other in the last week and a half. Rebecca, we'll start with you because it kind of leads into some other news um, as well. But so what did you buy? So first, we bought a firepower and we bought this the same day that you bought your new pinball machine yes which was just a very funny coincidence i'm like oh look lauren look what showed up in the house today and you're like selfie with another pinball machine and so it was just like this (laughs) sheer coincidence that our pinball schedules synced up it's like you know when you live around a when you live a bunch of women with live together and you all sync up like, it was like that. I, I was actually thinking the same thing, like our pinball flow, like sync. Yes. <laughs> so that's what they mean when they say you're a flow player. Yes. Yeah, yeah that is what they mean when yeah. you flow play for sure. Yeah, it's not <laughs> about Steve Ritchie or the shots. It's 100% about syncing up on your pinball machine purchases. That's that's absolutely it. So, but we picked up a firepower and it's gorgeous and it's got a hard top on it. And... It's on location. We also picked up a Ghostbusters, um, which has a long, traumatic story to it. Doesn't every Ghostbusters? This No, this one has a legitimate trauma-related story. Like, oh. so, um, no, it's hilarious. Um, so, Tracy threw the Lucky Strikes tournaments at the Hangout Pinball Lounge over the weekend, and Lauren and all the San Antonio Bells came up, and it was wonderful. And... It was a marathon. We started this tournament with like our sparkly hats and our sparkly jackets. And we were like, woo, energy. And we ended that tournament like dead. We were like, kill us now. Uh, We are (laughs) exhausted. Our hair is up. We are laying on the tables. But I was doing great. I was tied for first with one strike. And then I ended up on Ghostbusters. 
And then I ended up on Ghostbusters again. And then I ended up on Ghostbusters for a third time. And in the middle of all of that Ghostbusters, Jordan's like, hey, so there's a Ghostbusters for sale. Do you mind if we get it? And I was like, I'm going to set a Ghostbusters on fire today. So sure. Like, if you would like to provide me with a Ghostbusters to set on fire, absolutely. So we ended up with a Ghostbusters too. And the reason why (laughs) we have been accumulating more machines is because we are trying our hand at being operators. So right now, it's super fun. We have five games so far with plans to add another. And they are at Texas Gamers Lounge in Austin, uh, which is like right on the frontage road of northbound I-35. And right now we have my bad cats, my baby bad cats, Cleopatra, Firepower, The Walking Dead, because now it's out of my house and it's never coming back in. (laughs) So it's going to stay there till we sell it or it goes into a wood chipper. And we also have Jack Danger's Jurassic Park home pin, which is I'm pretty sure the only one on location because it's a free play location. So you don't need coin drop. So and it's, you know, not like a distributor showroom or anything. So it's it's exciting because I keep people get to get to play it and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's really amazing. I this was a couple of weeks previously, but I got to go up and play that Jurassic Park home pin. And listeners, it is so much fun. It is a really fun pin. I If you get a chance, play it. There's value there. You know, everybody's like, you know, tries to poo poo on home pins. And I'm like, no, the value is there. It is super fun. I love Elwyn's Jurassic Park. Don't get me wrong, but it is difficult. Like it is an incredibly difficult game. It's it's great. But for me, I feel like Jack's game is way more approachable. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely something I'd want to have in my home. And I love the fact that you, you guys are going to have it on location so people can actually play it. So I, I'm really excited about that. I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. So now tell us about your new pin, Lauren. So this new pin, it's been a journey. So this has been like two years in the making. I So everyone, listeners, you know, I have my Cleopatra, but I have the EM. Beck and Jordan uh, have the solid state. And that was my first. That was my first baby. And that was the one that got remodeled and redone. And it's perfect and nobody can breathe on it. And then, I, of course, I have my BSD. <laughs> my grail and that those two will stay in my collection forever for all time. But the machine I had wanted that was on my short list was Flash Gordon. And uh, you guys hear me talk about Chris Doyle all the time. He is my counterpart and he runs the open (laughs) leagues for San Antonio and he had two Flash Gordons. And as soon as I knew this, I like was bugging him. I'm like, are you gonna sell it? Can you sell it? Can you sell it to me? I really want it. Are you going to sell it? Can you sell it? I was like that really annoying kid. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Were they yet? Um, Were they yet? Yeah, we're there yet. Mm. So this was two years of, you know, sometimes I kind of like pull back a little bit and like, you know, let him like kind of, you know, do things, whatever. But a few weeks ago, they got one of the Flash Gordons up and running and put into What's Brewing, which is our local pinball arcade. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, where's the other one? (laughs) <laughs> and it was like where's the other one and chris was you know he's like well it's we cannibalized the the other one to fix this one that's on you know on and working and playing i'm like all right well give me the not working i need to buy all new boards price and he did and i was like uh, i can live with that i was like it's like uh, it's like i wanted to pay a little less just because mama likes a sale like i want to bargain but at the same time i'm like i felt i was like he, what he was asking was fair so I was like, all right. So I paid 
And he's going to deliver it after TPF because there's way too much stuff going on. And I'm going to need to put a lot of work into it. But it looks good. But the thing I love about it is that it is a first run Flash Gordon. (gasps) It is the one with the strobe light that is going to make me like blind or give me a seizure. But I am very excited about it. Even Chris was like, this is actually the cool one to have because it's the first run of Flash Gordon. I was like, yeah. (laughs) They didn't have rules for safety back then. No, no safety. (laughs) No, And I know I'm probably going to end up putting like an index card on it because it will probably annoy me at some point. Uh, But it looks to be in great condition. Condition. It just needs some work internally. I like games that are hard. Like I own mm-hmm. Dracula. And now I own Flash Gordon. I want brutal. I want mean. I don't know if that like says something about my internal psyche, but <laughs> you're working through it clearly. So you'll who buy. You're the one who will, I'll be calling to be like, hi. So we are going to sell Walking Dead or Ghostbusters. I would seriously be in on Ghostbusters, like because I want to take it and then I want to make it the Lady Ghostbusters theme. I want to <gasps> like yes. That's awesome. what I want to do with it. Like, because I actually mm-hmm. like Ghostbusters. I I don't I don't hate on it like everybody else's. It's hard too. But uh, but it's not like first tier, like Flash Gordon was, Dolly is, and then of course all of y'all know my uh, journey about night moves. I don't know I've been trying to find one. But I think the coolest thing about me buying a machine now is because I'm not gonna spend my money at TPF. And I was like, I have no more money. I can't buy any nonsense at TPF. (laughs) It is a skill to be able to justify it like that. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, see, if I see if I buy it now, I won't buy anything at TPF. I'll just buy some t-shirts and whatever. Makes perfect sense. It totally does. Oh, I'm going ham at the soft plunge. Soft plunge booth. I am ready to spend. I already talked to Jess. (gasps) I like, I'm like, girl, I was like, I need like everything. I need shorts. I need shirts. I need those stickers. I like the pin, the teeth pinball machine is my favorite. Uh, also, I found out that Jordan has never had a dream where his teeth have fallen out. I don't know oh. if you guys have. Right? All the time. Y'all have had that yeah, dream, I've right? had that dream, yeah. Okay, it's, great. It's very weird. He, yeah, it's super weird. But apparently he hasn't had it. And I was just like, but why? Like, I don't understand. Like, I've had what, like annually. It's I would say I have more dreams about my teeth falling out than like, you know, showing up to class naked, which I feel like are like two top tier, like insane dreams to have. I, I do have the naked dream more than the teeth dream, but I have had the mm. teeth dream. It is very, very weird. Um, It was a very weird feeling because I just remember that like, you can't see it, listeners. I'm doing like really bad podcasting right now, but I'm like essentially like my gums are going over my teeth. <laughs> you have to be really good at describing what you're doing with your mouth. Yeah. You're going to do something with your mouth. Yeah. Lauren okay. has uh, wrapped her lips uh, around her teeth <laughs> and now <laughs> looks kind of alarming, um, but not creepy. as alarming as Rudy and Funhouse. So we're doing okay. Lauren is also wearing a wonderful sweater by For- Forever the Flip. Oh it has God. cans of. Campbell's soup on it that says multi-ball and it looks very cozy. Wow. It is the coziest thing I've ever owned. We talked about this on socials, but I don't know. Did we mention this on the show? But yeah, this like, I want to be buried in this. I just want y'all to know if something happens to me at TPF. I want to be buried in this like coat. This is like the coziest thing I've ever owned. Right now I have on, yeah, it's the Andy Warhol riff on pinball, you know, hoodie thing it's awesome and i'm wearing it with yoga pants i've never owned yoga pants reference the richmond bells episode um i have never owned yoga pants and i bought some and they're the best thing they're life-changing i just like this is like the like coziest i've ever felt in my life like yes it's, and it's like a pajama with a pocket for my phone i was like i was like <laughs> the universe has done something for me and i was like thank you so you want to be buried in yoga pants and this hoodie and this hoodie, like very cozy 
what pinball machine do you want to be buried in? Like you're going to be stuffed into a cabinet and buried in that. Oh, it's tough. Like it, like part of me doesn't want to like ruin it because I want somebody else to enjoy it, but it would definitely probably be Cleopatra or my BSD. I feel like Cleopatra would be appropriate, but you would also have to be put inside of a Cleopatra inside of a sarcophagus. Yeah, it would like mm-hmm. need to be like next level. You'll need like four cemetery plots to like, like make up Russian for- Russian dolls. Yes. You find a dead Lauren at the end. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. I'm going to get composted. So that's a thing. I've seen that where they bury you and you become a tree or, you know, you get like put in You become dirt. Yeah, I I like this idea. And I'm cool with that. I want to be composted and then I want people to grow tomatoes out of me. We're doing great, you guys. So. Yeah, we're totally. (laughs) Taylor. So talking about TPF. You know, it took, I, I bit my tongue because I was like, I want to keep talking about this, but we should probably stay on topic. Yeah, we're going to try to stay on topic. <laughs> but uh, we are a week away from TPF. T- everything stopped selling online. So if you want to do something, you got to go do it in person. Hotels are pretty much sold out. Please, 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 if you're going and if you wear pinball, Backbox Pinball Podcast swag, find us. And we're going to be there all weekend. Find us. We will give you stuff. We got stuff. And also, if you're there walking uh, the red carpet to the Twippies, you're going to run into Rebecca and I because we are hosting a red carpet live stream on Fliptronic. Yes. Um, so please stop by and say hello. We are going to be super glammed up. We're very excited about our look. Um, we're also presenting at the Twippies as well. So uh, it's it's everything's coming up back box. I'm just saying it's gonna, It's great. Yeah, it's great. It's amazing. It's so exciting. I'm so excited. And we're also going to have a Bells meetup if you guys listen. Uh, y'all, if y'all um, are there Saturday morning, 8 a.m. out in the parking lot, because that's how we roll. We're going to the amazing people with the DFW Arcade uh, and Pinball Club have uh, allowed us to essentially glom on to the big swap meet. And we're going to have a, a Bells meetup at 8 a.m. Come find us. Like if you see a big group of ladies, that's probably going to be us. I'm literally sleeping in my car, so just tell me what parking lot it is, and I'll just like sleep there. Taylor, are you sleeping in your car again? Taylor, (laughs) are you sleeping in your car again? Vinny's gonna be with me this time. You guys, (laughs) we're we're gonna talk off air about this. Good lord, Um, get you somewhere to sleep, right? We're gonna make y'all take a nap in our bed. We're gonna be like, get in. We're get in here, take a nap. (laughs) It'll be super cozy. But again. TPF, Texas Pinball Festival, biggest pinball event in the world happening next weekend in Frisco, Texas. We'll be there. Come find us. Please say hello. Don't be shy. Take pictures. We love to meet our listeners. It means a lot to us. And we love just chatting with y'all. So uh, please come up and say hello. Uh, We're going to be all over the place. Uh, And then we're going to the next episode is going to be a TPF recap. So we're not going to talk that much about TPF right now because we're going to be talking about it like in the next episode for an hour, probably more. But yay. So excited. But Taylor, this is the part where we talk about you because like you're doing all the things and we are so excited because like so I found out this news like a day or two before and I'm like, Shut up. How am I not supposed to say anything? I was like, this is the best <laughs> I was just like, I can't. I think I texted you in all caps. You did. You texted me in all caps. And I'm like, I can't say anything. I was like, ah. and I was like, this is literally the news we want to talk about on the podcast. It's like this, this right here, all of this. So Taylor, I understand you're moving from Austin, Texas to Chicago, Illinois. Could you please share with us why? Yeah, we're uh, going to be on the road again. I feel like I've, I've moved so much lately, but I'm stoked. 
very stoked because I just got offered a position at Stern Pinball. Yes! Yes! I would be lying to you if I didn't say I just like wake up every morning. I'm like, I'm going to be working for Stern. I'm like just so, so happy because this is truly a, a dream job. It's the position is a technical producer for Insider Connected, which, you know, essentially means like everybody and like there are many different teams at Stern. So, you know, you have like product managers and like you have the business and sales side of things. You have a marketing team, you have a development team, design team, and everybody kind of has like a specific focus or things that they're thinking about. And so as a technical producer, they just kind of want me to like facilitate the communication and execution of different features of Insider Connected to make sure that everybody has their vision in the product. So it's kind of like a long way to say it, but it's like, hey guys, what's our goal here? Let's all just like collaborate together and get a goal down and make sure that like, hey, marketing team, like you like this, this worked for you and be like, hey, design team, you feel like your vision is like coming out in this too? I'm just like the the doer of Insider Connected, <laughs> making sure it happens. You know what? You have to have the doer. You're the ma- magical facilitator. Yeah, the, I have to be organized, very organized. I've already, I've like, I've cleaned out my whole computer like this past weekend. I'm gonna be like the. I just told myself I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the most organized person there ever was in this world. Oh God, nobody needs to see what our computers look like. I've cleaned out my Google Drive. Oh. I mean, I, I try to keep my folders, like, I have, like, 8 million folders, but I everything has a folder. Like, sometimes I'm, like, I feel like I have too many folders, especially in my email box. I, I swear to God, I think I have, like, 60 folders. But I'm, like, I know where everything is, kind of. And I was, like, this is what happens when you have an email address for, like, 10 years. It's, like, ah. I was, like, why do I have stuff that's this old? See, I am the monster who has... 21,000 emails in their oh. Gmail and then 1,000 in like a different email account, 234 missed phone calls and or voicemails. You're stress incarnate. Oh God, I can't. Like, I can't. <laughs> I'm a Rebecca, monster. I, like, I don't even yeah. know you. Like, oh my God, if there's like, first of all, if I get over like 100 emails in my like, because I have Gmail, so if it's in my primary inbox, it does not go over like 20 in my primary. It does go over like in the, uh, what is it? The the one where you get all the freebie stuff. I forget what the, the promotion. Yeah, the promotion. Yeah. promotion. That one gets kind of yeah. big, but I almost never look at it. I just go in and like do delete all. <laughs> Very rarely <laughs> something gets through. <laughs> at this point, it's been so long that I'm afraid to even try to organize it. Like I don't, I'm a little nervous and a little afraid. And honestly, it's just like, Lauren, I have no secrets from you. Please organize my email inbox. It's daunting. It's too daunting. I I feel like you almost have to commit email bankruptcy at this point. I know. And you're just going to need to delete every, like you're, it's too far gone. It's too far gone. It's too far gone. We're just going to have to set fire to it and it will have to rise from the ashes. Rebecca, I like feel like I've learned this like really weird thing about you. And I'm like, I don't even know (laughs) how to deal with this. Like the the funny part is, is that Rebecca and I share the Backbox Pinball podcast like email and she's so good about it. And And thank goodness. Thank goodness. It's you who deletes it and maintains it because (laughs) I kid you not. I have gone in there and I have been like, where did all the emails go? And it did. It took me an inordinate amount of time to realize you had folders. And I was like, oh, I found the folders. (laughs) Spoilers. That was last month. Last month was when I found the folders. Um, So 
I'm just so saying. Everybody has their skills. Everybody brings skills to the table. Every, you know, yeah, it's a journey. Like there are things we mm-hmm. we find out that we're good at and and not good at. And Rebecca, I am so glad that we managed that together. <laughs> we both complement each other's skills. Yeah, we, we have. I have so many skills. Speaking <laughs> of skills, skills, I know we're gonna pivot back to Taylor. So one thing I know that Lauren and I talk about, and it's a big topic in the community, is basically you know we have these big pinball companies. Mm -hmm. but not a lot of women who work within them. And how do we, Mm -hmm. and everybody asks, how do I get like my wives, my daughters, my, you know, my girlfriends involved in pinball? How do I get them invested? And then, you know, women in the community feel, I feel like we're like, how do we break into it? How do we get into this industry? You know, where it's, Historically speaking, then a lot of older, older dudes, um, just older dudes, it's fine. (laughs) Historically, I know. Well, (laughs) you know, we're trying to be gentle. (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to be gentle. It's fine. Um, but, uh, you know, some older. Now we have some younger dudes. Look, we, we do. We've gotten we younger. Jack now we're, now we've got younger dudes. So we've gone from older dudes to younger dudes. Still dudes, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We'll get there. We'll get there. So I'm really curious. What was this process like for you? Like, how? Like, please, I'm just like, how? How did you do this? Like, did you have to make a deal and how much was it for your soul? Yeah, I was going to say, I went, I went and I, I traversed, the, I descended to Avernus. I went to the pits of hell. I made a deal with the devil and I came back and now I work for Stern. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you told that to me, I would be like, okay, sure. Yeah, viable. It's definitely my, <laughs> I always feel weird about saying this in not a joking manner. My journey, my journey to um, getting into this position was kind of like definitely a non-traditional one. I think that there is a way larger reason why we're not seeing a lot of women in pinball. And I think it's kind of a larger issue as a whole. So pinball requires a lot of people with technical skills. You know, it's like you've got mechanical engineers and electrical engineers and programmers and like pretty high level designers and all all of these fields that are typically male dominated anyway. And so these pinball companies, I don't think they, they get a lot of people, a lot of women who are interested in working there who also have the like technical background in order to do the job. So this is like a STEM thing. So like at a kind of a larger stepping back. I think so. Getting women I, in STEM and then kind of making the pivot to pinball is what you're saying. Yeah. And so I um, I think, you know, I'll talk about how I get into it. But I, th- I think this is all good because I think there are ways to solve it. And I think that they're very like pinball can have an integral piece, uh, at least in my opinion, of, of solving this problem. Because Everything that is gamified becomes easier. Like that's gamified learning is like a huge thing. You're speaking my jam. It's, it is so exciting. It's like, it's my biggest passion ever. It's like you take, it's there in psychology. There's like this theory called, I think it's called self-determination theory, Mm -hmm. I believe. You're right. And it's like, if you want to achieve this like higher level learning You have to satisfy these base psychological needs first, which are two of them are competence, feeling competent. So, you know, whatever you're about to go into, whether it's if it's engineering, let's say, 
Um, you have to feel like, even though I don't know what's behind that curtain and I don't know the problems I'm going to have to tackle and what I need to do to tackle them, like I know that I will be able to learn how to do that. So just like feeling competent, um, even if you don't know now, you will know eventually. And then also this idea of social relatedness. It's like, are the people who are going to be around me as I go into this field or this position, um, are they going to be people that see the world like I do? Am I going to have good social relations with them? And so with pinball, it's kind of hard because you don't see a lot of women's, you don't see hardly any women's names on the machines, even con the content of the machines, right? Like it definitely feels like it is built, like it's built for everybody, but there are more sh machines built for men than women for sure. Yeah. It's a male gaze kind of driven kind of thing. And right. I will say, Companies and and Stern definitely, you know, they've made a concerted effort to make everything kind of more, for you know, sure. gays for everybody, not you know, male centric. You know, I think it's it's a challenge for sure. Oh yeah, it's a slow rolling thing too. You know, you can't just like rip the carpet out and make a massive shift and expect like you have to think about it as a as a long term sustainable goal. It's like how do we make pinball for everyone? What does that look like? every year, you know, as we progress and get more people into pinball. So the reason I, I say all that is I, I think, you know, when I, when I went to school, I initially went for electrical engineering and I was like one of in the, in our classroom, like there would be 200 people. And I was one of maybe 15 women and almost all of the professors were men. And it didn't give me that feeling of competence. Cause I'm like, I don't see anyone around me <laughs> that reminds me of me. You know, um, I was having trouble finding people that I got along with. I, I didn't feel, I felt like every problem that I got stuck on was like proof that I couldn't do that or I didn't belong there. And so if you're trying to get into a field like this, I think that you absolutely should. And it, it shouldn't deter you if you think that you don't have the necessary background or, or required skills because the pinball industry is so thirsty for new minds and new ideas. And I think like people who play pinball want this too. But the way that I got into it was um, I lost my bartending job during the pandemic. Mm. I panicked <laughs> and I was like, but luckily my panic was like super productive um, and, uh, we planned this move to Austin and I went back to school and ended up finishing a computer science degree. So I had, um, two years of electrical engineering under my belt already. And I was like, I want a reliable job. And at this point, I think I had enough, you know, life experience where I'm like, I think I, I think I'm more confident in myself as a learner. I think I can do this now. Um, so I went back and I got the degree and I started programming and I just loved it. So I became a software engineer for a bit. I ended up getting a job working at the University of Texas. And I teach at, I teach a class called Media and Technology Foundations. And it's like teaching, pretty much like teaching art students how to code and how to work with like switches oh. and sensors. And um, we make these like, we make the students build these projects out of hardware and code their thing. It's like a design driven project class. Um, it's really fun. We gamify like literally everything when we teach it and it's really successful in getting diverse people into coding, I think. And so I, I did all of this stuff and I was like, you know, 
rediscovering my obsession with pinball at the time also. And I emailed Stern's IT team, like the IT email on the Stern website. And I was like, hey, (laughs) hey, um, I was like, this kind of, you know, I get that you don't really get those emails to the Stern IT email, but like, I don't know how else to reach you. Like, I was wondering if I could just like shadow the programmers because I was trying to figure out like what I wanted to do beyond just app development at the time. And at most, I was expecting them to get back to me with, you know, yes or no, we have this shadowing opportunity. Like I wasn't really expecting much, but I thought, you know, might as well try, like there's nothing to lose. And it was weird. It was a week. I was just sitting at a brewery <laughs> when I did it. And George Gomez got back to me. <laughs> <gasps> what? Oh, my, fa- my face is red. Like, because what I, I was <laughs> like, I read the, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. And for some of our new listeners or people maybe that are new to pinball, Taylor, please explain who George Gomez is and why all of us are like, what? He's like the best toy inventor in the gosh dang world. He is the creative director at Stern. He has made the most incredible machines out there. It's true. Like if he has so many patents, he has his hands on every designer's work at Stern. Like he just, I mean, you hear stories about I think I was watching, I don't remember what, if I was watching Dead Flipper or something, but Jack was like, you know, you'd have a problem designing and you'd be like, what is going on? Like something doesn't feel right. And George Gomez would walk into the room and be like, you need to turn this ramp like 0.2 degrees. Be like, okay, yeah, that's the, he's just, he just knows everything. So he got back to you. Like, so yeah. what do you think? So I, you open up your email and OMG, George Gomez has yeah. written back. So what? Yes. He's the most amazing toy inventor in the world. He um he got back to me and uh, he's like, hi, Taylor, send a resume. <laughs> I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> um, he was like very quick and it was, it's so cute. It's always like uh, sent from iPad 6 a.m. GG. Like he's always, <laughs> he's just always working. And so I, I, of course, am extra. So I like made the, you know, had my resume all polished and I sent a cover letter where I just showed my enthusiasm and I showed my angle. So I, and you know, I said, you know, you can see my technical experience on my resume. You can see all this stuff, but like my angle is, you know, I want to be a social worker. I worked a lot with like people with disabilities. Like I want to make pinball for everyone. And I want, that's kind of, you know, I think that there are more creative ways to get more people into pinball. And I, I essentially, I don't, I don't know if I have it anymore, but I talked about my favorite game. I talked about, you know, the how learning from the best in the business would be an incredible opportunity. And he got back to me and he was like, so given your enthusiasm for pinball and like, we might have a project for you. Are you going to go to Expo? And he's like, I'm also going to hook you up with Mark Guitarelli, who is the systems engineer, the lead systems engineer at Stern, who's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant just so he can kind of give you a rundown of the software development process. Cause that was what I wanted to do was eventually program the machines. And he got back to me. Uh, he was, he was so incredibly supportive and was like, let's have a phone call. We'll go over it. And so what what was supposed to be just a, a phone call ended up being months long. Like we called each other every other week and would talk for like an hour and a half or two hours. And he was the most 
supportive, amazing technical mentor and just like life mentor. And he helped me, you know, he helped me kind of like exercise my brain in a way that would be really great for Stern. Um, he helped me like, essentially, like I would just spend a couple weeks. Like at first it was very coding centric and like learning more about hardware and like the elegance of hardware and all this stuff. And it just kind of turned into like me getting really stoked about insider connected and like features that could be an insider connected and like how we could reach different audiences with insider connected. And it was more like psychology based. And he was like, all right, cool. Uh, he was, I kind of like made some presentations to show him my ideas and he was like, print it out, bring it to expo. I went out and I had a meeting with Tim Sexton and Dwight Sullivan and, um, Tanya Kleiss and Mark, and they're all like heroes, of course. They're brilliant, amazing. And it was so uh, scary to sit there with them, but also really exciting. We talked for a couple hours. They bought me a Chicago dog. Oh, <laughs> the <Portillo>. best. <laughs> My first one. So like talking about programming bugs with the people who created those programs and created the framework to build those machines was magical. Just like shoving my face with this hot dog and just like <laughs> learning so much from these people. I was just like, oh my God. And then I, they were like, okay, well, next step is expo. Now you have to get the okay from George Gomez. So it was scheduled for, you know, one of the days. And then it ended up being rescheduled. And it happened to be on the day that the expo was doing the Halloween costume <laughs> situation. <laughs> Taylor, did you wear a costume <laughs> to your interview with George Gomez? Well, <laughs> you got well, the job, so whatever you did worked. Well, but I'm like, I don't know if I would have led with the costume. But I love so, it. Please continue. I showed up. But I think that's what's really cool about pinball and, and entertainment industry. Like, if you're not having fun, you're not going to make something fun. Yeah. You know? Totally true. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm speaking. No, I, I, th- I think that's a great point. <laughs> um, so I, I I didn't bring a Halloween costume to Expo, but I really wanted to do the, the competition or whatever. And so we went to the mall that was like in Schaumburg and panicked because everything was like sold out. So I went into Hot Topic and I, I dressed up as everything that was on sale at Hot Topic. <laughs> So I had like a corgi tail and an, a purple wig and like a bright orange shirt. Like it just didn't make sense. I had tiefling horns. It was just, I was awful. And then I went to George's talk on Insider Connected and I was sitting next to Mark and he was like, okay, right when he's done with this, you got to run up to him. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you got to like run up to him and be and remind him. And, and I was like, you want me to like go up and like tackle him? Like, okay. <laughs> I, and so I like, he, George Gomez is like, cause he's like so busy during expo and everybody wants to talk to him and there's so much going on all the time and he's just like multitasking like crazy and so I was like okay I'm gonna run up to him I ran up to him and I was like hey and he was like Miss Bancroft let's do this and we like went up to the couch and he like I you know started talking and he flipped through the slides that I made and he was like okay yep you got it all right and then like hands it back and he's like all right well next step uh can you move out to Chicago and I was like yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that's amazing. I love the fact that it's like all this, all of these things, all of these roads, all of these, you know, experiences that you had had kind of like crystallized into one moment where you're dressed as the sail bin from Hot Topic. 
<laughs> at Chicago Expo with one of the foremost game designers in the world. And you had your moment and you had your shot and you made it. And that's, I mean, that's amazing. I'm like, all oh, the high fives. Thank you. Taylor, oh my gosh. <laughs> the story <laughs> of you getting into Stern basically by advocating yourself for yourself and pushing yourself into in there and like emailing IT, it's amazing. And it's really awesome to hear about how you were basically able to get a job there through mentorship. And like I'm gonna I'm gonna put my like little social worker hat on and be like, I'm excited for you to go to Stern. Very excited. But you know me, I'm the social worker socialist, so I'm gonna like take a reel it back in for a second and be like, I really want Stern and JJP and American, like shoot, any companies, like literally any companies, if you want to have diversity and inclusion there, having internships and mentorships and having an incentive to get diversity on teams, like what they did with you, if they can do that over and over and over and over again. Oh, it'd be so great. It would be so great. I think it would be amazing. Like a beautiful solution. It would be a beautiful solution. Like (laughs) I'm remembering doing internships I mean, in college, which was like unpaid and terrible, but I would love to get to see that more or like part-time programs. I mean, there's stuff to get people to code all over the place. Like, why not pinball? Like, let's do it that way. Like, teach me some pinball class. Absolutely. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, I think it's so important. Yeah, I I really hope to see that soon. Yeah, no, it's it's really important. If you, you want to change the way something looks, then you have to be an active partner in that and by active that means you kind of have to put your money where your mouth is and you know if you want more women you need to get more female interns if you want to have people of color you need to have more interns who are people of color it's it's not too hard but i you know i feel that they're trending that way like i'm not like yeah nobody's going under the bus it's just you have to you know be the change you want to see in the world you know it exactly you know make the reflection the reflection yeah. it's and that's you know why we have this podcast i taught we had a a chance a conversation the other yeah. day it's like i wanted to hear more stories about women well that means i had to start a podcast about women <laughs> in pinball so yeah no i think i i totally agree with 100 with what rebecca said uh we are so excited for you and, and that's just such a great story 100 spaghettis and I, I do think it's <laughs> I do think that it's like it's fun to try to find solutions for this while working under the constraints of like the company you're working for, right? There's like, it's like pressure makes a diamond. You know, there's like all of these, you have to be more clever to find solutions and make sure that like, you know, you're not causing more problems. It's all about advocating for what you believe and making change from within a current operating system. Whether that system is a nonprofit agency or a company or the government, it's all about trying to, when you work within and you don't work in administration, it's it's all about changing what you can change and bringing things to light. And I think that even just having you share your story about how you got a job at Stern is like, here's how I did it. Now everybody else go do the same thing. And if you don't want to do the same thing, Stern, every company out there, make formal mentorship programs. Make it formal because goodness knows that some of us are lazy and... <laughs> <laughs> if it's not listed on the website, we give up. Um, that's me. I'm, the, I'm not that I'm lazy. Please still unless hire you me. want everyone to go and email IT and then just flood your inbox. <laughs> yeah. So you should hire me, and I can run this new program, this wow. new internship oh, wow. mentorship Wouldn't diversity training program. Yeah. Hey, DNI jobs are hot right now. I know. I uh, will send my resume 
through uh, just in the body of a text of an email um, yeah. directly to Gary. I'm sure that'll go over really well. Oh, yeah. You might as well just go straight to the highest power. Yeah. Who's the new CEO again? Just uh, just like swoop, like slide into the DMs on like Instagram and be like, hi, I just <laughs> talked to you on the Internet. How you doing? This is not how you get a job, you guys. Do not do yeah, this. No, no. this is how you come across as a crazy person. Yeah, we're going to disclaimer this show. <laughs> don't follow <laughs> any don't of our advice. <laughs> don't don't do this. Advice. Like, if yeah, you want been good. to get a job in this industry, network, reach out to people, contact the people that you know, go to conventions, meet people, email people, and build the connections that are there. Because those connections, I feel like I'm giving like an introduction for networking. And if I you're know, not comfortable I, with that, find the people like Taylor and Jack and, you know, like... I'm trying, or, or Steve Bowden, like find the people who mm-hmm. are your people and then be like, I would like to do this. Can you help introduce me? And here are my skills. And these are good people. Like, hopefully they will help you. So another, another fun thing too, I guess I forgot to mention, but I've been in contact with um, Jerry and Sarah at Multimorphic about trying to um, integrate their pinball machines somehow either into the curriculum at UT Austin or like developing some um, shadowing days or maybe even just like a talk. Um, we host like UT hosts a career city limits where they have really cool people come and talk and try to like get to know the students. So they do like meow wolf and all that great stuff. Oh man. So it would be oh, my cool. dream would be to see like a piece of machinery from Multimorphic be donated to the school because they use Unity as their kind of like their game engine, mm-hmm. which is taught in the major that I teach in. So like they could have the students just build out the software of the game and then the hardware could be supplied by Multimorphic. That's my dream. That would be awesome. Oh, that's a wonderful dream. That's a wonderful dream. And I want to see more people teaching pinball and things like that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, but I, girl, I am so excited for you. So, you. so when do you officially move to Chicago? Uh, I'll be moving there, I believe, July first. Okay, so it's not too far away. So we got some time. We got some time to bond. And you get to run away from Texas summer. I'm not even like sad about that for you because I'm like, go enjoy Chicago in the summer. Yeah, Chicago summer is amazing. You're gonna love it. And then, um, well, you lived in Maine and like lived in other places that are not like so hot. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> that's how I describe Maine. Not so hot. Not so hot. Not so. Hot. Um, you'll get to be able to buy some winter gear to prepare for Chicago winters. But what do you feel like? Maybe like one or two things. Because I have one thing I want to ask of you about Insider Connected. Mm-hmm. But what are one or two things that you kind of like are working on right now? It's like I'm like I want to like do this. Like, can you talk about it? Or and I think her face is like, well, I don't think we could talk about it too much, but we we can say um, there's a lot of tools that are going to be like very useful for operators. And I think it's oh. uh, that's going to be great. There's also like, you know, you've seen you've seen a lot of it already. You've seen the leaderboards at Expo. Um, you've seen you know, the achievements that you can get for Godzilla and Deadpool and all this stuff, like it's all there. And I, I what it, it's just going to get better. Like, this is like very much like, this is like ground level insider connected. Uh, okay. Synergy, exponential growth. Get excited for more, for sure. I think it's going to be invaluable tool for a community and community building. I think it's going to bring a lot of new people in. And I think it's going to be for people who run on like run locations or location managers. 
I think it's going to um, drive a lot of people into their location to play pinball. And I, I can't wait to talk about it more. I'm not sure exactly what I can't talk about it. So I just want you to know, Taylor, you're coming back on the show. Like once you get there, mm-hmm. and you can talk about more stuff. Like we're gonna have you back because I can ask. I can be. I can be like, what can I talk about? What can I talk about? I mean, I'm sure also that they will love that because of course they want to get people hype about Insider Kick. It's honestly so cool. Like yeah, the no, it's amazing. Like, yeah, of it is like as a as a tool set, but also just another layer of fun on top of what already exists. It's gonna be great. Okay. I- I have to ask because this is my one salty issue with Insider Connected. Please tell Are me. Are they going to make it an app? <laughs> Will it become an app? Please, for the love of baby Jesus, I am tired of having to log into the website, mm-hmm. take a snapshot of my stupid QR code, and then like then I have to save it somewhere. And like, I'm, like every time I open up, like I will tell you that is the complaint about yeah. everybody. We're all opening the website. Because it takes so long. I mean, that's another thing in like when in the small amount of time that I did app development. Taylor stuff, it was, was like, making a smile that looked very tense and very <laughs> uncomfortable in that moment. Just so that you can imagine the picture. All I'll say is like it's at ground level right now. I really don't I don't know. I think that makes I think that makes sense that it would. I'm gonna tell you that that is the one thing. Like everybody is so cool about Insider Connected just from a you know user, you know, just at a arcade mm-hmm. you know, bells hanging out. We all love it, but that is our one like it needs to be. Yeah, no, and, and I have the same that, have that the same is your feedback. I have the same feeling about it. So you know me going into it, that's gonna be my opinion as well. Also, I just a, just a quick it. trick for everybody in life and pinballers, take a screenshot of it. Make sure it's not super zoomed in, like take a regular screenshot of it and favorite it in your in your photos alongside a picture of your vaccination card. Nice. Very nice. Those are two <laughs> golden tricks. And that's actually what I did. I took a snapshot and I made it a favorite. So that's kind of how I do it now. But I still was salty about it until like, you know, the fourth time somebody said, take a snapshot. I'm like, well, now I just feel like an old person that did not figure that out. So but here's, <laughs> it, here's it, my it, question, you guys. How many? That sounds like a great idea. But just just for funsies. Guess how many pictures I have favorited on my phone for easy access? Oh my god, oh god. Rebecca, it's like your I don't inbox. even want to ask. Oh <laughs> god! As soon as you said that, I was like, "This is like her inbox, like part two. Also, it's one hundred and ten. Oh my! That's not bad. I I, I do have twenty six thousand two hundred and twenty four pictures. So, what's your storage looking like? Uh, I just got a new phone with like one hundred and twenty eight gigs. So I'm set. Wow. Also, probably about. <laughs> Most of those pictures are the cats. So, um, and I feel like that's a valid. Taylor and Lauren have all seen the precious animals. Taylor is uh, basically Oliver and Possum's and Guinness's godmom at this point. So she's godmom. She's going to have to come back and visit us because the cats will never forgive her for leaving. I give them so many treats. They love you so much. They probably prefer (laughs) you to us at this point. I hope so. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, Taylor, we have, again, your door's open. We want you to come back. Tell us about once you get settled in and, and tell us all about like, you're you're our girl on the inside. You need to tell us like what's going on at Stern. We- you are insider. <laughs> we are. Oh, that got that got very meta there. I love it. Uh, but we we definitely want to have you back. And, and we appreciate you, you know, being not the only part of our like Texas pinball family, but, you know, being able to share this journey that you're on with us. We really appreciate it. And um, I'm so excited for you. Like, I, I'm, you. Ex- I'm even more excited after talking to you and hearing your story. Um, so congratulations again. 
Thank you so much. And um, I appreciate you guys for wanting to talk with me. Like, I feel so honored. The Backbox Pimple Podcast is something I've been listening to all the time. It's really exciting. I feel starstruck. I mean, if you want to, like, let Stern know that, like, we can, like, help in their, like, reveals or, like, publicity stunts. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. we are, like, pretty famous. We are down for whatever. You do have the Weird Al thing going on as well. So you kind of have like... You were in a promo video. Yeah. We're like a three-time Twippy-nominated show. I mean, we yeah. have like, we have You've some street it. cred. We're You've not just it. some like yokels, yeah. all right? Like we know what's going on. You've got all your boxes checked on your resume. We have very fancy microphones. We do have fancy microphones. I bought a boom arm, y'all. That's a very a nice boom, boom arm. arm. Like I feel like I'm in... A boom arm. <laughs> yeah, so um, we are extra fancy here at the Backbox Pinball Podcast. But before we let you go, Taylor, we have to do one more thing. It is our one segment that we do. It's called Inside the Pinball Arcade. But before we talk about Inside, Inside the Pinball Arcade, we got to <laughs> cut in with some amazing <laughs> knife 411. Rebecca, I made stir fry. Did you lose any fingers? I have 10 fingers. They look beautiful. I'm not missing any tips. None of my nails were damaged in the uh, making of said stir fry because it wasn't like an old janky knife. I got an amazing knife from our friends at District Cutlery and it's like 33 layers of folded Damascus steel. It just sounds amazing. I feel like uh, somebody in a forge made this and I'm like, like maybe had a shirt or not had a shirt. I don't know. I just feel like somebody made this and I'm like, oh my God, it's like that TV show Forge by Fire. But seriously, uh, Derek, his team at District Cutlery, they are so amazing. District Cutlery is based in District of Columbia, Washington, D.C. And they are our sponsors uh, for the Backbox Pinball Podcast. And they're amazing. They sell knives. They sharpen knives. They do sharpen knives. and So you can send your old janky knives that have been like rolling around in the drawer with your pinball parts to <laughs> them. And they will professionally sharpen your knives. They're amazing. They will also send you a note that says, do not put this knife in the drawer with all your other knives. Like the one that they sent us in the mail. <laughs> that was like, do not do this. This is a bad choice. <laughs> all your colorful, the, like the bright, colorful plastic knives. Yes. Yeah. Well, like I have to, I keep on putting it back in the box it came in because I don't have anywhere special to put it. Like I feel like mm -hmm. I need to like build it a cradle or something, but the knives there are amazing. You can visit their website, districtcutlery.com and we'll put a link in the show notes and we'll have a link on our website as well. But you can go visit and go buy yourself fancy knives. Don't use those sad knives that you've had for 12 we years. Know. You know what I'm talking about. And you're trying to cut <laughs> through something and you're like, you are going to lose a hand because you're trying to like essentially saw through it. Like it's some like rusty bucket no buy these amazing knives that like seriously i was like cutting through my stir fry chicken i'm like i'm not even having to work this hard i was a little nervous because i was like this is really easy this is a very nice knife i feel like i was on chopped or like some <laughs> other food network show and i'm like please somebody talk to me about my knife cuts i was like my knife cuts look excellent you can you can cut grapes with like out even touching them. I have been watching all of their. It, you, they yeah, just like, it's like whoosh, like it's like smooth. Like I was about to say like a How baby's bottom, but tomatoes. I'm like nope, that's not right either. Well, it's like that's soft. <laughs> it's soft as a colloquialism. Yeah. Um, these knives are yeah, it's sharp like a shark's tooth. I'm I'm working on my metaphors. 
we're, we're, we need more metaphors because they're going to be around a while. So don't worry. We'll think of stuff. But again, um, if you want knives, if you need your knives sharpened, if you're just a knife aficionado, uh, check out District Cutlery. Link in the show notes and a link on our website. Uh, but thank you, Derek, and the amazing team at thank District you. Cutlery. We love you guys. Yay. Yay. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We famous. <laughs> <laughs> we are famous and we got knives. It's great. Uh, we are living our best lives. Oh, I love it so much. All right. So now we move into our last segment, which is Inside the Pinball Arcade, where we find out more about Taylor and her pinball mind. Taylor, are you ready to play? Yeah. All right. Rebecca, you want to take this one? Sure. Taylor, what machine do you love? What machine do I love? I have been, you know, I've been through so many phases. I felt like my pinball journey recently has been like middle school where you try everything, you know? So at first it was like Monster Bash. And then the next one was, okay, like I really love Game of Thrones. I was obsessed with Game of Thrones. And then the one after that was Avengers because I really liked on the Avengers limited edition how when you're trying to hit the Captain America shot, it goes straight up like Captain America soaring into the sky. And let's see what else. Or not the not the Captain America the what's her name Captain Marvel <laughs> Captain Marvel um, and and then I guess recently what I've been really loving a lot is because it's at Cidercade that I go to constantly is I'm trying to have a better relationship and it's working with Jurassic Park okay and I had a bad relationship with that first because. The shots didn't feel intuitive to me. It was almost like there was something that I just wasn't like used to as far as like geometry goes. I was like, why am I not making the right ramp with my left flipper? Like it should be closer to the middle. And as soon as I started practicing my shots more, I was able to like focus on the story. And I really love the idea of like, you got to set these traps for these dinosaurs and get all these people off this island. And for some reason, it's just, it feels to me like the perfect theme for pinball because there's so much tension and like the stakes are so high, <laughs> especially because I also just love the movie Jurassic Park. And, you know, Nedry's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Taylor. So we come here to our second question. Mm-hmm. What pinball mm-hmm. machine do you hate? And I mean, I say hate. Hate is a very strong word. I know I would like to send every Walking Dead machine through a wood chipper, which is fine. And after the last tournament, I also hate Ghostbusters. But maybe not hate is the strong word. Maybe we go with like, what pin do you want to like more? Or what pin do you need a better relationship with? Yeah, I love talking about it with with relationships. Or what pin would you like to learn better? There are so many pins we could learn better. So that's a good point. Because I think, you know, just talking about like, even if I hate a machine, like, I still love that I hate it. You know, it's still, it's like a, you know, it's a toxic relationship. But I uh, <laughs> I think um, just maybe getting used to, like, playing the Stern games so much in tournaments and um, going to a JJP machine is a little rough. It feels very different to me. Maybe I just need to spend more time on it. For me, JJP is challenging because you don't see them on location very often. It's very no. much a private collector machine. I yeah. mean, I've played Dialed In. I've played uh, Lord of the Rings, which mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll stand on that island. I do not like Lord of the Rings. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Aww. I'll just stand on that island alone. Lauren, you just haven't played ours enough yet. Mm. 
mm-hmm. yet. But also, like, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz was the first JJP I played, but those are the only three. Like, and they right. have so many more. It's just, like, you don't see them in tournaments because, you know, after you spend all that money on a JJP, like, are you going to let somebody bang on it? Like, probably not. But, you know, I it's it's tough. You're not going to get those greasy fingers on there. <laughs> it's, I think I was lucky because I, I, you know, I went to Arcadia all of the time, Arcadia National Bar in, in Portland, Maine, and they did have uh, wizard, uh, Wizards of Oz, Wizards of Oz, multiple Wizards of Oz, um, one machine, but, and um, also I grew up on the Outer Banks of North Carolina and they have this like pinball museum called Flippers and I, you know, I left North Carolina and like before I got into pinball and I came back and I was like, this place is amazing. They had so many machines. It was incredible. It's one of the best places I've ever played pinball and they had just everything. So they had, um, they had Guns and Roses. And I guess like, I, I think my thing is I love seeing new companies make pinball. And I guess I just, in my heart of hearts, I'm like, I want to see them make new content too, you know? That would be nice. So stop yeah. rehashing content, people. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. We're, d- we're, so. d- we're done. We're done with that. We're done. We have plenty. We have so much. We don't, we can, they're not going away. Exactly. You know, Kiss and Aerosmith and Guns, like they're not going anywhere, but like, let's do something different. Anything. I'll take anything. You know, it's actually really funny. I really want to watch. So I watched all of Pam and Tommy and uh, I was obsessed. Also, now I really want to go play a barbed wire. Like watch it because I've never seen it. And I'm like, man, I think I love Pamela Anderson now. Like I think (laughs) I didn't really you didn't like pop up on my radar, but like. What if Barbed Wire is, like, the game that I've always needed to have, and I've always been like, this is dumb. Jordan, don't buy it. And now I'm like, oh, maybe this is the game that, like, I've always needed to have. So... It's a, a, it unlocks some kind of mystery or something. Right. It's like, you know, you have like this like, undiscovered like gem. And yes. I've, I have not played Barbed Wire, so um, I would I also be either. interested to play. <laughs> so, listeners, if you have uh, a Barbed Wire, let us know and uh, maybe we'll have to take a road trip. Can we please? We'll come play it. We'll come play it. And so, but <laughs> I also, on the note of hating machines, it's one of those things where it's like I get my butt kicked on Ghostbusters and then I actively have said I would set Walking Dead on fire and we own a Walking Dead, and we now own a Ghostbusters. So I think at this point, I'm not allowed to hate anything, because if I do... It's going to end up in your household. It's going to show up. It's just going to show up in my house. Yeah. It's going to show up. It's just going to be like, oh, there it is. Yeah. It's like one of those things where it's like, I can't have this. Now I want this. But then you're like, I hate this. Now I have this. Oh, yeah. So Taylor, actually, if I say that, what game do you hate? Wink, wink. (laughs) I.e., what game would you want to just show up in your house? But I mean, that's... That's another question for later on in Inside the Pinball Arcade. I want a game where when I watched WandaVision for the first time, I loved how it went through decades. And I love I would love the idea of a time based. I mean, Rush, Time Machine. But like, I love I the mean, idea. There is Time Machine. There's yeah, like there is time, time Machine. Time machine. <laughs> it's like a classic. I think I've only seen one once and I was I've in never Colorado. Played that. It's a, you would love it. It's very travel okay. through the decades. That's great because I, I love the way that WandaVision did that. And I just imagine like we unlock some really cool um, scientific play fields where like it's like heat sensitive or something where, you know, the colors of the whole play field change as you go through decades. So like maybe it starts black and white and you're playing like Ooh. the old like 50s and then it starts to get like 70s or like all these mustard colors and, you know, that weird brown that everybody loves. I mean, you know, it would be a really great machine that could do that. A P3. I mean, I'm not oh, a hardcore no. shill. I, I just you, really you, like them. Yeah. 
Hmm. Hmm. Oh That'd God. be cool. Hey Jerry. Hey Jerry. Hey Jerry. Hey Joey. Hey Jerry. Hey Jerry. That'd be great. Yeah. Or like Jack. Jack, are you listening? I mean, it doesn't have to be a P three. Jack. Jack, can you make this happen, please? Um, Taylor, what is your favorite <laughs> pinball sound? Ooh, good question. I really like the sound when the ball goes down the tornado thing in white water. <gasps> oh. Oh, that is a good sound. That is an excellent yeah. sound. I like that sound. Yeah, it's a good sound. Also, love white water, too. Glusty white water. I love, the, I love the ball movement in white water. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I love that it coming down and doing that bloop, bloop. <laughs> you know, the, the pinball bloop, 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 bloop. What is your favorite pinball art package? Oh, Deadpool. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. It's great. The colors. The colors are always... I, pinball art is, like, forever going to be something that is, like, loud and bright, and Zombie Yeti just has it nailed down so well. Because Zombie... Wait, did Zombie Yeti do Deadpool? I know. Maybe he did do Deadpool. Mm-hmm. He did, like, uh, Godzilla. Did he do... He did Deadpool? He just knows his craft. And I love that we've kind of, in art, like, these days, everything's, like, a lot more muted and modern. And you go into an arcade and we're like, no, what's up? Here's some color. We're not scared of it ever. And lights and strobes. And lights and strobes. Mm-hmm. The whole art package, too, to me, is, like, there's the physical art and there's also, like, the music is a, is a huge part of it. Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. Well, let's see. Out of all of those things, now we're thinking about this now. Taylor, what is... Your grail pen. Because I don't think you guys have any. So if you guys were to obtain one, the only one, Mm. uh, what would your your grail pen, not Vinny's, just yours. Mine. I feel like I know what Vinny's is, but. You do? What do you think Vinny's is? Is it it Lord of the Rings? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But what is is yours? (laughs) So... This is really cool, too, because I still am very new to pinball, and I can't wait to just, like, do it forever for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, working at CERN and also just to playing it more. But at the time, I think if I were to have a choice on a pinball machine to have at my home, it would be The Simpsons Pinball Party. I love that. Yeah. So nice. Much. So much. Yes. So much. It's so good. I was going to say, I like that it's hard. I like that there's a lot to learn there. There's a lot. It's a lot. Like, getting to the wizard, like, the final, final, final wizard mode is, like, nigh impossible. And it's just, I want to get there someday. Isn't that a hard machine to find, too? Well, what stinks is is that it used to be a lot easier. um, And we missed out on getting one after, uh, like, they were selling all the replay effects machines. And back then... Gosh, it must have been like a year, year and a half ago. It was like $5,800. And now like we can't find one for like less than eight, which is madness. That's That's new machine money. That's no. It's new machine money. The the resale market is nuts. But that is such a hot title that. Because it's amazing. Somebody's going to pay $8,000 for it. Like, and that's the sad thing. It's like, I'm going to ask $8,000 and someone's going to pay it. Yeah, that's like a Ew. whole other conversation about like wealth gap. <laughs> it's like you can either <laughs> own 20 pinball machines in your basement or none. <laughs> or you can say, I'm going to save up for a very long time and I'm going to get three 
and then it becomes an addiction and you can't stop. It's the only thing you care about. It's true. Yes. And you're like, yes. I want to sell this exactly one. I'm going to these two. And that's just kind of gross. This is my- you start selling your organs on the black market. Yeah. And that's just, that's just how it goes. I can't wait to live that life. <laughs> <laughs> it is nice. <laughs> um, it is, it is, it is. It is nice to have pinball machines and to have access to pinball machines. And I'm like, maybe one day we will have like a business where it won't just be like this. And we'll, Starting. I don't know. Buy, sell, fix, sell. And by buy, sell, fix, sell, I mean Jordan, buy, Jordan, fix, Becca, break, sell. Um, and that's that's the forever cycle. That's a really nice little catchphrase. I know. Yeah. I like that looks nice. I'd give them my money. And Taylor, you've been to a million of these. So, or not a million of these, but I feel like we've been very active. What is your favorite pinball tournament or event? I mean, I absolutely loved the split flip tournament that we had in San Antonio. Aww, that's so nice. I mean, what was a funny story about that too. First of all, best people ever. I love being around them. I wish I lived closer to everybody there in San Antonio. Um, Second of all, Funny story, Vinny and I thought we were really bad kids, and we were like, there's no beer that they sell here, so we, like, went to the, um, <laughs> we went to the gas station and bought, like, a six-pack of Miller Lite, and then, like, in between games, we'd go and, like, crush them in the car, and we realized <laughs> that the whole time, the, the location had a policy where it was, like, bring your own beer. <laughs> but they were totally like high schooling it out in the parking lot. We're gonna crush these between classes, uh, and then we found we found out we're like you can bring that inside. <laughs> like, well, we're done with them now. <laughs> People roll up to what's brewing with like coolers, coolers. Yeah, it's it's legit. I know Christina. It's like Christina rolling up to um, the Houston Expo with a whole Yeti cooler. <laughs> San Antonio doesn't play. All right. When it comes to our uh, snacks and drinks, we are uh, prepared and we have coolers and, you know, people bring different levels of snacks. We're like, OK, you're covering this. I'm going to cover this. So we, it's, it's a whole there was a Facebook messenger group and it was called like snacks. And it was all we talked about was like Houston, it was the Houston Arcade Expo and snacks. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Girl, I got to get on that next expo. <laughs> I know. What are the best snacks for pinball? Like, what can you eat really quickly? Yeah. You, you know, you need things that can be like held in your hand, but they're not greasy. Right. Right. You know, it was like you want beverages, but like what kind of beverages? I was like, you know, like and then, you know, some people bring their kids. I was like, we need kid snacks. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, we had all these things. Yeah, it's a huge conversation. And then the adults might like some of the kid snacks. So then you have to figure out if you need to get like double the kid snacks because the adults are going to eat all the kid snacks. My rule is just cargo pants every tournament. Make sure you have as many pockets as possible. Girl, I'm about that fanny pack life. Oh, my God. Leslie and Raleigh had like these legit igloo fanny packs that were like 80s Cute. colors. And they they could fit like two beers in them. And I'm like, oh, why do I not have this in my life? I'm like, I look like rolling around here with this big old cooler. But I was like, I could have had a fanny pack. I'm like, that's the best. I only want two. Yeah, it's like, because then I'm like, well, I could have one in the corner or I could go back to my room or, you know, you're just like walking around town. And I'm like, I just have a, you know, I'm ready to go. I bought my beverages with me. It's the best. So, okay, we are really going off track and I apologize, (laughs) but but I was very excited about that fanny pack. So thank you for saying it, the (laughs) split flipper tournament. It was our first split flipper tournament. Oh, no, it was our second one in San Antonio, but we had the best time. Such a great time. It was so, so freaking fun. And I won my first tournament the other night, actually, ever. Yay! Yay! 
Yay. Yeah. I was so excited. I was like, I've never won a tournament before. It was my, my sister played in her first one um, with me at Cidercade that Tracy hosted on Wednesday for Bells. It was incredibly fun. It was crazy because it was South by Southwest, but it wasn't too bad. Oh my God, that is going on right mm-hmm. now. That for our listeners who don't know, South by Southwest is a large, like multifaceted thing that overtakes Austin and it just gets bigger and bigger every year. Music, film, fashion, blah, 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 blah. So it, and it pretty much just Austin implodes mm-hmm. <laughs> with South by Southwest. And I always tell myself, I should go so I can experience mm-hmm. it. But no. then I'm like, I don't want no. to. <laughs> It's exhausting. It's not safe. It's not safe. Like the Austinites are saying it's not safe. No, 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 no. Like I know friends who, so like the thing about South by Southwest is that if there are lots of like teeny tiny little shows. Yes. That are great. And so that's really fun. Like I went to go work out of a kolache place for a little while. And then in the meantime, like they set up a whole band in the stage and then there was a band. And I'm like, I guess we can have a band at two o'clock on today. Sure. Why not? And like, that's the cool part about South by Southwest. The less cool part is like having to deal with like wristbands and chaos. So basically nobody leaves their houses for like a week, which is fine. The weather's been beautiful. We've had a lot of open windows, a lot of bike rides, like you know <laughs> the weather's been great we opened our windows <laughs> stayed inside yeah it's true well you can only do that for a few months out of the year here um then the summer comes and you have to close your windows and cover them with tin foil and make sure that all of the cold stays in true. um and you wish you were living in an igloo cooler we're almost there but, we're almost there we can do whew, it okay okay we've got two <laughs> questions left two questions i can do this almost there Two more strikes, you guys. Um, And then we can end the gigantic five-strike tournament. Um, Who or whom, living past real, famous, fictional, animated, whatever, would you like to play pinball with? Ooh, that is a good question. Okay. I would like to play... Have you ever read the book Sabriel? I have not. I have not. It's a book about this awesome lady necromancer. And I would like, and she has all of these bells all over her and they all do a certain thing as she kind of like traverses through the levels of hell, like through death, the levels of death. And she can like, it's like she can bring pa- like people back to life kind of too. And so I imagine like playing with her and her being able to bring my dead ball back to life into the playfield with her beautiful bells. That is so cool. Like that has That's definitely amazing. not been an answer on the show, but I love it. I'm like, I, 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 and I'm an avid reader. So now I'm like, I want to go check out. <laughs> the book's great by Garth Nix. I, I definitely didn't just Google it and then text it to Lauren. So now we can. Yes, Rebecca and I are both avid readers and um, that will be in my to be read pile. So. <laughs> Garth Nix. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. It's, I, and I also just think that it would sound so beautiful when she nudged, you know. Yes. Like crazy things would happen. You know, people would just like drop dead or like, you know, zombies would show up. But <gasps> I wonder if her bells do they I'm assuming they describe what her bells sounds like. But wouldn't it be wonderful if it were like the bells and chimes of like the yes. EMs of old? Or what if she was like the bells and chimes like deity that we worshipped? <gasps> Patron goddess of bells and chimes. It just got really deep on the show. Oh, my gosh. It just got deep. Yes. Taylor. Last question. What is your dream theme? A pinball machine that does not exist yet that you would want to exist. I want a Doja Cat machine as a music pin. 
Yeah, I love it. Ah. I want a dojo cut machine. All of the music videos are beautifully space themed. The colors would be fantastic. The art package for that would be amazing. The music, incredible. Her tone, it would just be that pinball machine that just taunts you all the time. Like, I love a machine that taunts you. She would be perfect for taunting. Yes. Yes. Listeners, you if you don't know who Doja Cat is, we're going to put a link in the show notes. She's awesome. She's amazing. She's also done a lot of really cool things for younger women in tech. She made a whole music video that is a interactive, codable music video to try to get girls into coding. So you can, you have your music video on the side and you can like learn how to mess with the colors of the video and um, with a, like CSS. And it's really cool. I love it. It's, it's, she did it in partnership with Girls Who Code. I love, that's awesome. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I know. She's great. Uh, that makes me like her even more. I did not know that. So I just like her music. Oh, I love that. No one and no one has said Doja Cat. So uh, that's great. I love it. Taylor, you made it. You did it. You you made it through the gauntlet. <gasps> Yay. <sighs> all right. so Taylor, if people want to find out more about you and um, all the magical things that you're doing before you head off to, to Stern and to Pinballlandia, um, where, where can they find you on the interwebs? On the interwebs, um, on Instagram, I am Smack the Flip. I also am a player in a Dungeons and Dragons podcast called Magics and Mullets that you can find on twitch.tv slash magics and mullets. All original music. It's really fun. Um, and Facebook, Taylor Bancroft. I'm pretty, I'm, pre- I'm pretty like open book, you know. You can find me. You can go find Taylor. Like sometimes we yeah. have guests on and they're like, you can find me nowhere. Ever. Yeah, I I don't leave a footprint online. And I'm like, good for you. Like, my footprint's all over the place. I don't actually exist. I'm gone. (laughs) I'm on social media. I'm always posting goofs and weird things and rants and stuff. So you might not want to follow me, but you could find me if you need to. Again, Taylor, thank you so much for being on the show, for sharing uh, your amazing story with us. And, you know, I'm sad to see you go, but I am so excited for you. And um, you're just on to bigger and better things. And and as we said earlier, the door is always open here on the show. We we want you to come back always and tell us what's going on and be our our stern insider. So (laughs) I would be so honored. Again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you guys also so much. Um, I love you both. This was great. Thanks for talking. This was super fun. This was so much fun. Well, Rebecca, this is it. This is going to be the last show that we do before TPF. Oh, I thought it was like, this is it. This is our last show. Like, it doesn't get any better than this. No, no, this is not our last show. It's not our last show. (laughs) We have much more magic and stuff to talk about. We have so much stuff in the works, you guys. We do. It's like ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, and I, you know, Rebecca's like, I got this, this, and this. I'm like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just like, yes. That's that's usually my, I'm like, yes, but I don't know when we're going to do it, but we're going to do it. So again, please come up to us at TPF. We hope we win. And we're just excited to be nominated and get to dress up in our fabulous outfits. Um, we are very excited about them. But uh, we would not be here without you amazing listeners. Thank you so much for your support and for, um, you know, encouraging us and and liking what we do. And, you know, we, we hear stories. Um, you know, Rebecca, you know, told me a story recently of somebody who was very moved by the episode we did about mental health. 
And to me, like that was like that makes this whole thing worth it. It makes all of this like crazy nonsense worth it that that we could affect somebody in a positive way. And and that I was like, that's why I do this show. I mean, besides, I want to talk about <laughs> pinball with Rebecca and all our friends. But it's it's things like that. So you listeners really matter to us. Um, we appreciate you. If you really love the show, you can always support us on Patreon. I mean, we love that. But um, and you can get cool swag. But yeah, <laughs> uh, if, if you like what you're listening to, if you don't like it, if you're meh about it and you just want to just talk about whatever, email us backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. Of course, we have the website backboxpinballpodcast.com and we are on Instagram. Our Facebook is defunct. We're not doing Facebook anymore because we really weren't paying attention to it. Um, but uh, We are still on Instagram and on Twitter at uh, backboxpinpod. So thank you, everyone. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other and keep flipping. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To receive updates and the latest episodes, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at dream themes, show notes, and more, visit our website at www.backboxpinballpodcast.com. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and keep flipping. <laughs>